Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Your Phoenix Suns are now 11 and 6 after they TCOB. That's right. They take care of business at home against those Los Angeles Lakers, a team that, gosh, I guess you consider them a rival. Although, as I was hanging out in the subreddit, Stakeout, Matthew, they don't look at the Suns as a rival. And I guess they're right because they can never beat us. So, I mean, what's the point? Yeah, as of late, I remember back in the day, it was the other way around. We thought it, we thought it as a rival, but we can never beat the Lakers. So, <laughs> yeah, that's no. that's no longer true. The Phoenix no. Suns uh, win by ten points, one hundred five or one fifteen to one hundred five in a game against the Lakers at home. Anthony Davis absolutely goes nuclear, but you know what? He's the only one who went nuclear in this game. Uh, they contain the rest of the team, which isn't that hard. There's a reason why this team is now five and eleven. They've got a lot of holes in their roster. The Phoenix Suns. You know, again, as I said, Matthew, they took care of business. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, it was kind of scary because coming into this game, it was like the Lakers are playing better without LeBron. So you didn't know what he yeah. was going And then Westbrook looked kind of like old Westbrook. There was a, There's still a few uh, air balls in there, but he looked pretty decent tonight. So Suns almost threw it away at the end. But in the end, they made one less dumb mistake than the I Lakers. Guess. A few more. Well, a few less. The Lakers, one of the Lakers made one huge dumb mistake, and we'll oh, talk yeah. about that momentarily. But welcome, Suns fans, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. You might notice that we're in some different locations <laughs> here. This isn't yeah. our normal, our home studios. Where, uh, where are you at, Matthew? Looks like a bedroom. Uh, I am in, uh, I don't even know where I'm at, dude. It's super dark. I hear some kind of witch outside or something, so <laughs> kind of scary in here, dude. How many states have you been in today? Uh, just one, two, three, four. Four? I think so, right? I don't know. How did you tell us about your day? Well, what, what happens is you you fly to Amarillo, but you don't really know where you're at because it's the you're in the clouds, dude. I mean, the way the earth is, it's flat. You don't know where you're really flying over. You might just be hovering there and you can't see anything. And you just come back down in the same spot. So I'll say four. Well, I think the correct answer is three. Uh, but uh, somebody just asked, let's see. Where we go. So David Ray says, hmm, you're not in your normal locations. And then Kiko paid attention to the last pod. He said, the, we said on the last pod to be a surprise <laughs> location. David Ray then yeah. asks, are you in the same room? No, we're not in the same room, not <laughs> even technically in the same city. Uh, but we are in the vicinity of Amarillo, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. Amarillo, Texas. So Thanksgiving's obviously this week. A lot of Matthew's family lives out in Amarillo. So I drove out here yesterday, 12-hour trip uh, you know, from Phoenix up through Sholo into Heber, over the 40, all the way through Albuquerque, all the way across New Mexico into the northern part of Texas where Amarillo is. And then Matthew flew from Phoenix to Vegas, Vegas to Amarillo. So that's three states you're in. Although maybe it's the state of mind that you're in, because now you're staying at your your cousin's house out in the boonies, out where it just smells like cow shit everywhere, right? Yeah, it's super nice out here though. It's uh, you can actually see the stars 
uh, super quiet, peaceful. And uh, me and my sisters right now keep talking about wanting to move to Amarillo. So I was talking about it today too. Here for me, and I want to be here for forever. <laughs> that same thing for me. And I think we'll talk a little bit on the on the back end of the podcast about the experiences we've had thus far. I mean, you've been here for less than a day, and I've been here for a day, but it's just different country out here. So uh, yeah. plenty to talk about though on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Always a great pod. When you come and you hang out with us after beating the Lakers, there's just something about it. It just always feels good. We beat the team with the shittier <laughs> color purple. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review wherever you're watching this. If you're listening to this, you don't know that we're in different places, except Matthew's audio is just a little bit different. You know, he didn't bring his podcasting equipment because he's flying. Okay. I, I did actually. I just don't have a charger <laughs> for my laptop. So oh, I had the whole crud. setup and I tried oh. to find one here and there's nothing that works. So I'm stuck with my phone right now. Uh, well, I think the big Sorry, question guys. is did you get padded down at the airport today? I did, yeah. I got a little, a uh, couple of uh, back slaps to the to the dick. I don't know what was going on. So, well, they were checking to make sure that your microphone wasn't down there. <laughs> yeah, that's not. A, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> well, right. again, if you're listening, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review. Again, hit thumbs up while you're down here, Matthew. What are you drinking tonight? Anything? Uh, no, actually, I'm just drinking some water, dude. Wow, you, you got some beer over there, right? It's vacation, and you're mm-hmm. literally. Well, one, we're doing a podcast on vacation, so our families probably hate us. Uh, but I, you know, I'm in Texas, so I'm drinking a Lone Star original beer. It says the National Beer of Texas. That's what I'm drinking today. So, Suns fans, Beautiful. pop them if you got them. Let's talk about, oh yeah, a Suns victory over those Los Angeles Lakers. A 10-point victory for the Phoenix Suns, 115-105 to in this game. A lot of interesting things happened in this game. It's, you know, one thing that a lot of the Jamsters are talking about currently in the chat is about Devin Booker's post-game interview. Uh, If anybody has any information on that or maybe Matthew. I was just going to ask. I, yeah. I didn't see. I was just asking. I was going to ask in the comments, what did he say? Yeah, what did he say? Let us know in there. But I still have a question for Matthew. Matthew, I got to ask. So, Matthew, I got to ask. Obviously, Pat Bev cheap-shotted DeAndre yeah. Ayton. Uh, the only shot he made, I think, all night was that shot on DeAndre Ayton. I felt in that moment there was an opportunity for somebody on the Phoenix Suns to just throat punch the fuck out of him because he was vulnerable. You know, I know eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind and all that jazz. But I think Ish Wainwright could have done it, right? Or is our depth too compromised right now that the Suns shouldn't be throwing throat punches at Pat Bev? Yeah, it is weird. It's always Pat Bev, and it's uh, it's always irritating where no one can really get to him. Like, as soon as this happens, everyone's between everybody. So then if you want the opportunity to go at him, even though these guys – Usually, I mean, they're just all talk. So they get the opportunity to go after them, and they're not going to do anything. I would rather someone out of the stands hit them. Like, someone in the stands should just came out and hit them. You know, do it, <laughs> get kicked out, be banned for the rest of their lives, be at that arena. But but um, you actually get a sweet after that. Like, yeah. he's banned from the arena, but he, he gets the course last <laughs> yeah, week. He gets a sweet, and you just, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a thing where – I kind of, I just wish Pat Bev was just out of the league. Like the, the thing is 
I don't know why Aiton was really, Chirping. you know, yeah, I don't understand what he was doing there. Um, and also Booker, I don't know why he got the technical on that or whatever. That was fucking uh, the flagrant two or flagrant one. Flagrant was one, stupid. yeah, it was stupid. So, he inadvertently hit him in the face. That's a, I mean, he, yeah. Pat Bev literally inadvertently hit him in the face like four plays prior. But I don't know why they're reviewing that. They're supposed to be just reviewing the play after. I don't know why they're reviewing the foul. Like that doesn't make like that doesn't never happen in the Suns way. Um, but the thing is with Pat Bev's just needs to be gone because it's that could have like if if Aiton his foot was like caught like underneath Reeves somehow mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, twisted his ankle or something. Something could have happened. Like that's just fucking bullshit, dude. I understand like how annoying it must have been for the Lakers to see like Aiden was trash talking on one dunk he had against against um ad and then after that he goes up and like he's not even the one that blocked uh reeves and then he's over there standing over i don't know what he was doing but then the shove dude that was insane i don't i don't i've never seen this happen multiple times from the same guy and he still had to play he has to be suspended at least 30 games or just kicked out of the league i'm so sick of seeing it well and it's something that i talk about all the time with Patrick Beverly's he's just a dangerous player like you have certain players in the league who play hard and although they may annoy you they're they're at least playing hard and they're not being dirty like I talk about it all the time top five punchable face in the NBA is Dylan Brooks annoys the living shit out of me but it's not because he's doing dirty things out there it's because he over hustles at times and it benefits the team at times you know what what, what's the guy the guy on uh, the Pelicans uh, who's always sniping inbound passes? Al- uh, Alvarado, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, same thing. It's like these are the annoying players in the NBA that are pests, uh, but you have to, you know, kind of metaphorically tip your cap to them for the effort in which they play. But at the same time, when it comes to Patrick Beverly, it's like he does those cheap shots, shits. And you take a look, uh, uh, who said it in the chat? Uh, Toddy Mason, shout out to uh, Taddy Mason, Taddy Mason. He said, book said, Pat Bev needs to stop pushing people in the back and start pushing people in the chest. And that, cause that's the kind of player he is. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's, he hits people from behind, things like that. It's just, it's unacceptable. And to your point, it'll be interesting to see what kind of suspension comes from him. Uh, knowing the NBA, it'll be like a three gamer or something. It's not going to be anything. You know, massive, but they should, should. And even if they throw a big fine at him, it's like it doesn't really matter. But it's just it's cheap basketball, and it's bad for the sport of basketball, and it's bad that they are these kind of players, you know, for it. And and I'll get it, you know, I'll get into it when we talk about the subreddit stakeout because obviously doing the subreddit stakeout on a night like tonight, in which the Phoenix Suns are playing the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of shit talking and shame on a lot of those fans on the on the Lakers side who are saying, hey, I wish it would have been Booker and. You know, I wish that, you know, you know, Pat Bev might suck, but at least he because they were dogging Pat Bev the whole game. He's a zero. He's a nothing. He doesn't do anything to benefit this team. And then they're celebrating him for a cheap shot on an opposing player. And to your point, Matthew, like DeAndre was just close enough. Like if his foot had gotten caught under Austin Reeves and something would have happened where he got hurt. You know, it could have been something very detrimental to the future of the Phoenix Suns. As much as we dog DeAndre Ayton for his lack of hustle, sometimes we still need him out there. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, someone commented too, um, saying that he was kind of nudge kicking him to see if he was alive. I want to know what what Reeves, like even Booker on that block, like uh, Booker was kind of sick of Reeves right there as well. So there might have been something else going on there. But for, for Bev to do that again... And not just face up with somebody and like go after them. It's really disappointing because I, you don't. Who else does this in the league? I've never seen this over and over again. Like, 
yeah, you said three games, but that's insane. I think to protect these players, you got to do something with that. Bev. You can't, I, I, you know, he is a zero and he's a tough guy, but that's not even tough because that is just seriously being a bitch. And you're going to go and you're going to go on ESPN. And you're going to talk shit about the Suns and all this shit, but oh, you don't yeah. place them up like a man and play him like a man. You just, you fucking suck on defense. You can't guard anybody. And then you do this shit. It's like your own fans hate you. And then you're, <laughs> you're trying to kill our own players like our players. So what's the point of you even being in the league right now, man? Yeah. And, and, and again, it's, it's somewhat frustrating because I wish somebody on the Phoenix Suns would have just like, just decked them, you know, because yeah, Torrey Craig had a great shot too as well, because like Mikael Bridges came in from one side and he kind of like looked at him and then he went to go help DA and then Torrey Craig came in there. And I thought <laughs> Torrey Craig was just going to like, you know, give him a shiver right across the yeah. face, but yeah. you don't want to, again, you don't want to necessarily retaliate, but it's kind of fun to talk about. Uh, because it is Pat Bev. And, you know, when you talk about top five punchable faces in the NBA, he's definitely got to be on that. So uh, obviously this game was on TNT. Is that the feed that you watched, Matthew? Yeah. Was I it did. on Actually, anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I was watching it live on TNT, like on actual cable television. You so lucky. I, was, I had to stream I it through my lagging. computer. Yeah, I was streaming it at first, but um, it's really nice over here. They got me set up in this bedroom. I got a TV. I had TNT in here. Uh, I had some snacks and I had some water and I had a new box fan too. I don't know if you know what it's like to open a box fan for the first time. Oh yeah. It's magical. It's absolutely magical. God, traveling vacations are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously a big story in this game was the fact that Deandre Ayton got kind of pwned, you know, if you will, by Pat Bev, uh, Watching along live in the chat, we have Samurai Fuchs or Sam, yeah, for Samurai Fuchs says Twitter's creaming themselves over Pat Bev, saying Aiton deserved it. Predictable. Let's start with Aiton, the, the Aiton Pat Bev thing, which we've already kind of opened that can and moved backwards on his performance tonight. Do you think the DeAndre Aiton deserved it? Should he have been chirping at at uh, at <sighs> Anthony Davis, who absolutely owned him, yeah. and should he have been walking over Reeves for no reason? Yeah, Aiden is—he's definitely the strangest, weirdest player I've ever seen in my life. He from is, watch, man. From watching afar, it's kind of strange to watch him, um, you know, have a shitty game. I mean, everybody was on him. TNT analysts—they were all over him the whole game. Um, even Reggie, like they, a lot of them wanted a lot out of Aiden tonight, and he didn't really give it to the end. He helped the Suns mm-hmm. close the deal. He did for sure. But it's just funny to actually get like a dunk. And I hate that I'm—I'm not, I'm not trying to talk crap, but I'm just like it was kind of weird. He had a dunk. It wasn't even over AD. And he goes over to AD to talk shit. And then he does that to Reeves. So I can see why people are saying that. And I want to back up DA. He's our player, of course. I can see why people are saying that. But also, you just don't do that shit. But Aiden is just fucking weird. I I don't know what to even say about him. Um, way to close it out. But whatever. What yeah. do you want to say? <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> so uh, you know, guy, way man. to close it out for DeAndre Aiden. I think, you know, you take a look at his final stat line tonight. He was 7-11 from the field, 14 points, 15 rebounds in this game, a uh, couple yeah. assists as well. And I think that, you know, it was interesting because at halftime he had, what, like four points, right? So you had – the the TNT uh, crew was really dogging on Aiden, yeah. and you know because at halftime, I mean Charles Park Barkley I think said it the best. He goes, Aiden needs to be the second player on player on this team. He needs to demand the ball. And I'm like, hey Chuck, have you been watching the Suns Jam Session podcast? We've been saying that <laughs> shit for like three years now. Like, you know, it's it's good that I hope that having Chuck say something like that, much akin to Joel and B two years ago. Joel Embiid 
after having kind of a soft game, quote unquote soft game, if you will, was called out by Shaq and Charles Barkley and said, hey, you just need to go ahead and and play with more intensity, be consistent. And he kind of took it to heart. Whereas I hope DeAndre kind of does the same. And maybe somebody did that to him uh, at halftime. Like, hey, dude, they're dogging me. Because he came out and he had a very solid second half. To your point, it was kind of a, a challenge because, uh, you know, again, D, you know, Anthony Davis was just going nuclear and, and wasn't scoring all that on DA. They were doing a good job of switching. He was taking advantage of the matchups. Uh, but I think that, again, you know, he, like you said, he dunked on somebody else, but he had to let AD know that he dunked on somebody else. Yeah, it was like, the the dunk was a reverse dunk, and you, if I don't know if you've noticed too, like his dunks are barely getting over the rim. I think he might still be having like some ankle issues, perhaps. Like his, like seriously, his dunks are barely clearing the rim. Some of them like hit the back of the rim and kind of like almost come out. It's like really weird. Mm-hmm. So I think something's up with his ankle for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of done with the dude. I think there's a lot going on where we're still talking about. He's not getting the ball and all this shit, but I'm just I'm sick of watching him like when he picks and chooses to put him to play. Like I, I just I can't stand it, dude. And it's kinda weird like how I've never really heard like everyone go after Aiden. Like the team on a national dude, level, yeah. Yeah, like everybody was on it. And I feel like a lot of people on Twitter and stuff like are kind of turning on him. And it sucks to see, but it's just it seems like so downhill right now for him here in phoenix well it you think does. Of, but but think about this and i was thinking because you're right and i was thinking about this the other day you know prior to his contract extension that was the main uh battle cry for a lot of the Aiton stands out there is like you know well, we'll wait till da gets his bag you know like wait till da gets his bag and it's like well you know like you generally get a contract not necessarily based on the money or i'm sorry on the performance that you've done before but on what you've done in the past you know, it's kind of like, hey, I've been solid for two or three seasons. I've earned this. So therefore, you know, go ahead and hook me up with some cash. With DeAndre Ayton, now all those Ayton stands, they're a lot more quiet because when he has kind of some some bad games, and don't get me wrong, like for half of the, this is the third consecutive game where we've seen the two halves of Ayton, the half in which he comes out and he's lackadaisical, he's not engaged and the second half where he puts forth a very solid effort. You know, again, you take a look at tonight, you take a look at, uh, this the second half statistics for him. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. And DeAndre in the second half had 10 points, eight boards. So he was definitely solid in that second half. But when you have some of those performances, a lot of those eight and stands are a little bit more quiet because again, now he is a max center. Now he's the sixth highest center in the league. And you have to ask yourself, is that what the sixth highest center in the league should be doing? Uh, is my mic bad or something? Sorry, I don't know. I'm getting some reverb, so I'm just gonna kind oh. <laughs> of you're not talking to me yeah. for the sake okay. of the listeners. Um, yeah, so I think someone just put in the comments too. It was back up there. Sorry, it's hard to scroll back up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but they were talking about you know, this is who he is, and it is true. And a lot of people are saying he did play good against Anthony Davis. There are times, yeah, he played good d- defense against Anthony Davis. That's what he is. Um, I don't, I don't know, man, it's just. I don't know what else to say about well, this. Well, uh, there's one more thing to talk about with DA, and okay. it's something that we haven't talked about over the last three podcasts. And Thomas Danette, one of our elite jamsters, again, if you'd like to become an elite jamster, simply click the join button on YouTube. He says, I like DA's new goatee beard. We haven't yeah, talked about it. the fact that he's changed the hairstyle and the beard. Talk about it. He looks good. Uh, he was over there sitting there with uh, Devin Booker, and they were chatting. And they just look like a couple fresh dudes, dude. Like They look fucking great together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
those two rolling anywhere you know they go to costco together wherever they roll and everyone stops and looks at those dudes they look good together he looks good with that goatee um he reminds yeah. me of rookie ayton he looks so much younger i kind of like the old man look though yeah and with all that hair i like that way better than anything else the beard. yeah but before he had like the greg odin kind of scraggly beard that made him look way old, older than he did and now he looks a little bit more streamlined you know a little more fresh i dig it i yeah. dig it no, I, I love it, dude. But I think his old the the big hair is awesome and the scraggly beard is awesome. He needs to stick with that. Well, there you go, Jamsters. We finally weighed in. I know people have been waiting a couple podcasts for us to weigh <laughs> into that. Yeah. All right, next up. Big Dick Booker. So Devin Booker in this game ends with 25 points on 24 field goal attempts, not the model of efficiency. 10 of 24 from the field, 2 of 6 from beyond the arc. He had 5 assists. He had 4 rebounds and 6 personal fouls, Matthew. Yeah, he kind of fell out at the end there. I think there was um, there's something with his efficiency and stuff, his scoring uh, – a lot of his shots look really good and they're kind of, they're not really in and out, but then you go into like deeper parts of the game where it seems like he can find an easier shot, but he makes it more difficult on themselves. He goes through like these things where it's like the shots there, but he makes it a little bit more difficult. Then of course he misses a shot. Um, and then of course he needs to get those shots where he's shooting 20 plus. So it looks bad on the box score, mm-hmm. but I think overall, like his game itself right now, it's really leading the sun's, against these I, I don't know if you consider the Lakers a a poorer team right yes. now. I think I guess you can, but I just think in these kind of situations you gotta get the win. There's no Chris Paul. I think he's really doing a good job leading this team. I think just they showed on the TNT broadcast where he had that one pass where he threw it into double team for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, like, you know, obviously that's a play where um if Chris Paul's in the game, like there's something else going on where Booker would roll off the screen. That's what they're pointing out. And yet it's, it's totally true. Booker's kind of out of his norm right now, but he is kind of exceeding expectations in my mind on the core of leading this team. Um, the only thing I can really think of is like when he's talking on the, on the bench with DA, what do you think? Like, I will probably go into something about Booker, but what do you think he actually is like thinking about Aiden right now in this team? Cause I, I, I feel like he kind of thinks, um, something's gonna happen where this guy's not gonna be on my team or something. That's the way I feel like the way he's playing with Da right now because he's well, never as frustrated at the dude. I think that he's looking at it kind of like big brother, little brother kind of thing. Kind of like get on my level, dude. Like Da's sitting there trying to talk to him, and he's just kind of like, okay, yeah. Like he's probably razzing him. He's probably making fun of him a little bit. Like you know, if if DeAndre Ayton wears. I don't know torn jeans. He's gonna make fun of him for wearing the torn jeans. No, like no matter what Da can do and does. Devin Booker, because he's got that kind of older brother mentality, is going to make fun of him. And again, he he lacks the same competitiveness that D, that Booker has and Chris Paul has. He lacks the same engagement. He lacks the same ability to just kind of just completely take over a game. Like when's the last time you saw DA actually take over a game? So when he sits there and he's pinging him on the sideline and having conversations with him, he's probably just like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever. Yeah, shut up. Mm-hmm. No, 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 whatever you say, bro. Like, yeah, nice, nice ripped jeans, bro. What would you get out of here? That's what I think he's thinking. Because again, like he's, I think he's kind of dismissive of him. Yeah, no, it's that's a great take because um, I think what he figured out is like even Monty sometimes like today Monty kind of looks sick. Like he looked like he was just kind of sick. And I think I think about Monty too, and I'm like, how much longer does he have to coach this guy? And it sucks to say, but like 
it's just like when Diego got his fourth foul, Ross, that foul that he had against Anthony Davis before the before halftime that gave him two free free throws, he just like pushed AD for no reason. And there was a there was you know what I mean? Like there's these frustrations where it's just like I don't know how much longer these guys can take it. And of course I'm talking about DA again. So Yeah, well <laughs> Sorry. let's let, let's turn it to the important topic here. TMZ has reported that Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner are no longer together. And obviously that's that's big news. You know, I mean, obviously you care more than I do on this, Matthew. So do you care to comment on this? Um, it's it's weird. I think the way I view it is there's a lot going on with that Kardashian family and the things I hear and see, I don't really like. So I, I think Booker maybe found out too much. I didn't want to know. And Booker seems like a guy that doesn't want to be dealing with that kind of shit. Um, so maybe he's just moving on from that. My other thing is maybe Booker wants kids and she doesn't, but then I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like her sisters all have kids. You know what I mean? I feel like she would be a good mom. So maybe that's not it either. I They said the busy schedule, but they've always had a busy schedule. You talk to anybody that lives a normal life now trying to date, you don't see anybody but once a week. So I don't know if that's it either. I think there's some nasty stuff going on with that family. Booker wants nothing to do with it. So that's why you think they broke up? I think so, yeah. All right, so I have a few suggestions as to why I think they broke up. Because, again, I don't give a shit. You know, I only care about what happens on the court. But uh, <laughs> here, here are some things that I wrote down. Tell me if you think this is true or not. Okay, and okay. Chances, you, can, you can comment on the chat and tell me I'm an idiot for even talking about this. Uh, maybe Kendall saw him in the turquoise uniforms and realized that that just isn't her color. And she's shallow like that. <laughs> that uh, Bismack looks better and I'm the fucker does. <laughs> Next thing you know, you see Bismack with Kendall Jenner. <laughs> yeah, if I was Kendall, yeah, I would do that. Maybe he calls her bro too much for her liking. Yeah. That, Maybe. You know what? I think this generation kind of gets away with it, though. I always call girls dudes all the time. Yeah. It's just a habit. But there's, sometimes <laughs> they are dudes. So I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> he, maybe he kisses his whole family on the lips, and she's just weirded out by it. Mm, I like that one. Maybe. Maybe his beard's too scratchy. Mm, not really around the lips. I don't know. Still, like, maybe she likes to nuzzle up against him, and all sense it's like a Brillo <laughs> pad, you know, like the same hair I got going on, where it's just oh, like, it's itchy, itchy, itchy. His beard or her beard? No, his beard. Oh, his not beard. hers. She's a professional <laughs> model. Uh, maybe his BD is 2B. That's well, I'm thinking, like, if you leave that, what is the next guy up, dude? Come on. I know. It's like the next guy has to be like Ron Jeremy or something, right? <laughs> yes. She's like, I need to fill it in my lungs. Yeah. Um, so a few a few people on Twitter commented on this. Yeah, no good just said it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, uh at after tiger twenty-five said, I mean it's obvious, isn't it? Big D Booker's big D is too big. Is it's in the name. <laughs> um yeah. at Cunclisson, he got busted going to Hooters with the fellas. At Evil Lindsay says she put her shoes on like sock shoe, sock shoe instead of sock sock shoe shoe and that can be really annoying to people oh, um, at at it's khalil says uh so sons can trade for kuzma man will do anything for wins that's I what like i was that. thinking too. I, yeah. I like that one yeah kuzma's coming yeah um at goat law too she dressed up as a raptor for halloween <laughs> that's a funny one that's a funny <laughs> one yeah um she likes to be the big spoon mm. and the last one i had is uh he doesn't want to watch twilight with her yeah, <laughs> she's like I'm done. <laughs> Fuck Twilight. 
Um, so there you go. <laughs> the relationship's <laughs> over. The Suns win. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got another drop in here because I want to talk about this guy next. Where is it? Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damien. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. Whenever Damien Lee enters a game, does he have to like push somebody? He like slapped AD in the face today for no reason and got like attacked. Oh, did he? I didn't see that. So he comes in the game, literally comes in the game for one of the first substitutions. And like AD goes and like grabs a rebound and then he just like slaps him in the face. It's oh, like a, yeah. I have a, uh, my, my daughter has a little cat. And by the way, happy birthday, Ashley. She's 22 today. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And she's got a little cat. And it, it it's like we have a big German shepherd and this tiny little cat. And the German shepherd gets all close to it. And the cat just smacks it in the face. Mm-hmm. And the all like taken aback that's exactly what damian lee did to ad today like why does he always do that i didn't see that at all i did see that he uh got another i got a technical though too yeah. so i remember i did say that he's gonna be a top three of the Suns or whatever yeah. technicals. he just he has an attitude man and uh, you know what i might start liking him more than sham because sham has been a no-show because of concussion now he's gonna it's take so it over weird with the concussion thing though man it's like he's yeah. missed six games because of this like football players play you know they get concussed and they're back like the next week and they're in a sport that's much more violent. Like, do you think he's got vertigo or maybe he's got migraines or something like, and what happened? I don't remember a play where he got oh, smacked yeah. in the face. Maybe they were on a flight to like Philadelphia and then Damian Lee walked up and just smacked him in the face. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe he got smacked too hard by him. Uh, what I think what happened is, uh, never mind. I'm not going to go there, but I think that no one, every time we talk about it, no one says anything. It's like, yeah. you talk about it. And you think like even like an insider or somebody be like, Oh, it happened on this play, but no one's seen anything. Uh, everyone thought it was kind of like trade speculations. A little well, bit. that's my thing. You think that too? Well, it reminds me of last season when we had sticks and for the longest time sticks didn't play. And a lot of the thoughts that we had was, Hey, the reason that they're not doing it is that they're trying to protect this asset And one. They don't want him to get injured. And two, Maybe they don't want to display how shitty he is. And then, due to injuries, they were forced to play Jalen Smith. And guess what? He played really well. So the Indiana Pacers were like, yeah, we'll give you Torrey Craig for him because they saw what he was. So it's like, I thought maybe they're trying to protect the asset and the fact that they just don't want Landry Shamit to get hurt because they're waiting for December 15th to roll around, which it would, every day that goes by, is enough, it, we're getting closer to that. And he has that, that perfect contract where you take that with the Jay Crowder, you have yourself about $19, $20 million worth of capital, which you can move in an effort to try to bring in a, a productive member of this team. Because obviously right now, Jay Crowder and Landry Shamit are not productive members of this team. So that's what I'm thinking. You know, and then you just mask it under concussion because you say concussion. Everyone's like, I oh, don't know what it is. But, you know, with everything that's going on with brain studies and CTE and all that stuff, it's one of those things where you say concussion. People just don't question it. Yeah. And there's not really a race right now in the West um, for like we talked about it a couple pods ago where no one's running away with this. So I think the whole thing this year is don't rush anything. I mean, yeah. I think if, if a guy has this kind of injury and maybe he, he could have been back two games ago, let's wait another week. Like, why not? Maybe Chris Paul could be playing right now. There's no way. Like, any West team we play right now, there's injuries. There's everything going on right now. Like, NBA's hit that time where people are just hurt and teams are just res. You know what I mean? This is mm-hmm. this always happens. So just ride it out and just be chill a little bit. Well, I mean, you look at the standings. And with the win tonight, the Phoenix Suns actually overtake the Utah Jazz. And we are the number one seed in the West. We're 11-6. and six. Had they lost, they would have been 10-7. Uh, and seven which would have tied them with the New Orleans Pelicans, Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets, and that's the five, six, and seven seed. So, I mean, that's how tight the West is right now. 
you know, the Memphis Grizzlies who won earlier tonight, they're 10 and eight. They're the ninth seed. So, I mean, like, as you mentioned, Matthew, the, the standings right now are so bunched together. We're about to go through the, you know, the end of November, which is, you know, there's a game tonight. We don't play again until after Thanksgiving. Then you go into December, you get through that little run, try to be as healthy as possible for that December 25th game, just because there's going to be a lot of eyes on the organization. And then, you know, then you start to get into like kind of that January, February pre-trade deadline opportunity. So again, I think the Suns are trying to protect as much as they can and kudos to them, you know, having depth. And I thought it was funny because on, on the broadcast, uh, our good buddy, Reggie Miller, you know, he's just like, well, you know, Devin Booker's not out there. DeAndre Ayton's not out there. Who's going to be scoring points for this team? Enter. I'm not the one who just got buttfucked on national TV, Dwayne. Washington. And I, somebody called it out on Twitter. I think it was after Tiger 25. He's like, hey, man, you guys got to change that drop because he's not getting buttfucked on national TV anymore. <laughs> he's playing really, really well. Yeah, Dwayne Washington comes off the bench, 7 for 15. He has 15 points in this game. And those are 15 huge points. Uh, between him and Damian Lee, you know, they combined for 24 points coming off the bench. I mean, that's kind of the difference in this game. Obviously, the Westbrook's coming off the bench for the Lakers. But the depth of the Suns team has been productive enough, especially at home. Now, on the road, it's a different story. But at home, they've been good enough to win these ballgames, and they're sitting atop the West with Landry Shaman out, with Chris Paul out. Yeah, he's been – he went into the game kind of late today, too. Washington State in the mm-hmm. game late, and – a lot of it because well, campaign campaign was in foul trouble. Yeah, and it's nice to have that. And uh, I didn't even know that because I don't even know what's going on today. So. You don't even know where you're at. You're on <laughs> I don't a, know where I'm at. Of existence. Yeah, but to have him go there, and he's kind of like a campaign 2.0 in a way where he does get to the rim. Uh, the only thing one, is, like, one of the only guys to get to the rim. Yeah, the one thing I'm watching too is him and like the pick and roll when he was working with Aiden. Uh, I know it was kind of an issue early on, but he's, of course, not that guy to really kind of play make and give Aiden, you know, a shot at the rim. Um, There were times where it's like, okay, throw it up to him. He didn't do that either. Uh, Aiden would get frustrated today, too, at Cameron Payne a few times when Payne wouldn't throw it up to him. So I think what Washington Jr. can do as that backup point guard to the backup point guard uh, Mm -hmm. right now is just continue to try to score and he's really good at it man like it's weird to watch him on the court like he seems like he's smaller but then when he gets into the lane he just like he's a bigger dude he can do a lot down there so he can score he can and it's fun to look forward to because he just has that confidence like a lot of these guys have like lee he has like that kind of confidence on this team and that it just matches the same kind of aura that's in that second unit so He's gonna he's gonna do great, man. He'll ups he'll have ups and downs, but he's been playing way better. He's than had a lot of ups ever. though, and you're right. He, he's played, playing a lot better than I think we expected coming into the season. Obviously, he had that of 31 point performance in the preseason, and it was you know it's like okay, it's the preseason. This is probably an aberration, but it's been nice to see him come in. And to your point, Matthew, have the ability to provide some consistent scoring and pretty much give one of those middle fingers right to Reggie Miller when he's asking who's going to provide offense for this team. You also brought up an interesting point about he's one of the very few sons to attack the rim. You take a look at the stats in this game, and you know he the Phoenix Suns as a team took five total. Uh, free throw attempts five. They were three of five to the 35 free throw attempts of the Los Angeles Lakers. They were 29 of 35 from the stripe. They outscored the Suns by 26 points from the stripe, and the Suns still won by 10 points. And that 
I don't know about you, Matthew, but I didn't think there was any bad officiating in this game. There was a couple on Cameron Payne where, you know, the, the Lakers really did a good job of selling the flops. But outside of that, it was completely and utterly due to the Suns' lack of attention to trying to force the issue on the interior. They were respecting Anthony Davis's uh, shot blocking ability uh, on the interior as well. They should. He ended with five and we'll talk about his stat line here in a bit, but they were just taking jump shots, taking threes. They ended up uh, shooting a total of 34 threes to the, um, to the Lakers 22 and they made 16 to the Lakers four. So they made 12 more. So 12 times three. So they outscored, them by 36 from beyond the arc. So, I mean, that's kind of the yin to the yang, right? They were shooting free throws. We were hitting threes, you know, but how concerning is it? And how concerned should we be that the Phoenix Suns just don't attack the interior sometimes? I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's insane. Um, the one thing that can really change it is a trade for someone that knows how to get to the line. Uh, Cause right now it's like, we're going down the same road we did last year where if you're not practicing it and when you get to the playoffs, it's not going to happen. And you uh, need it in the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, the one game where we had the five, what was it, four free throws? We had the four free throws after that game. The Suns actually were physical. They actually tried to get to the line, and they did. And they mm-hmm. drew contact. So uh, to come out of these games and say, like, oh, it's just the refs, it's not. We just don't have players that know how to get there, obviously. Um, when you're playing guys like Anthony Davis down there who can't, I mean, he's still a good defender, but I swear, dude, you put a shoulder into that guy or something, like something might happen. He might break. Yeah, every time. You got to test that. A lot of these guys, too, in the Lakers, man, they're like G League players. Like, this is Reeves. Where you should be getting, yeah. And you should be getting the line against them. And if you're watching the other side, though, Westbrook and Anthony Davis are really good at getting the line. That's like their thing. Well, they they attack. They attack. Those Suns won't ever, they'll never get there. Just like, just like we can't get over the fact that, you know, Aiden won't show up all the time. It's just always, it's like those two things that we're going to keep talking about over and over again with the Suns team, man. No, you're, I mean, you're a hundred percent right. It's just, it still just frustrates the living crap out of you because, you know, you need to get to the line when you're in the playoffs. It's so unbelievably vital to get to the line because it slows the pace. It gives you pretty much free points, if you will. And you're just, they, they're not taking advantage of it. You know, one guy who had an amazing game in this game didn't attack the rim nearly at all because he was hitting everything from the perimeter. That's our boy, Mikhail Bridges. The Warden. 25 points for the Warden, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, five of seven from beyond the arc. Do you know what his, uh, his field goal line was? Uh, no, what is it? 10 17 he was 10 of 17 from the field in this game uh again you know another player who had an amazing night because he was shooting from the perimeter it was him and devin booker just shooting jumpers all night i mean that's what it ultimately came down to if you combine their statistics they were 20 of 41 shooting uh and that's of our 102 shots and like every one of those came from the outside like almost nothing came from the interior if you look at points in the paint overall for the phoenix suns you pull up that statistic right here um, points in the paint, 42 for the Suns, 52 for the Lakers. What'd you see from Mikhail Bridges, man? I mean, he, he had it going tonight, man. And do you think that this is the kind of game that could potentially get him into the all-star conversation? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a good, that last question is really good. I don't think so. I don't think we have any other all-stars on this game. <laughs> oh, keep dancing, dude. <laughs> that's the Matthew dance. You know what? 
I don't think we have any other all-stars in this team besides Booker or, you know, Chris Paul's not going to be one either. Um, the thing no. is, like, so Mikhail does step up when he has to, but the, he was so hot from three that he even was hitting threes, like, off the dribble, like, yeah. going sideways. You know, when that happens, man, this guy just turns into, like, just our best three-point shooter. Really stepping up for Cameron, for Cameron Johnson when he's out. You know, that's what we miss from Cameron Johnson or the threes. Um I always want him to get to the rim more, but when he's shooting like this, dude, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. We just need it. Especially like when other guys can't step up and can't be the other scorer, like Reggie Miller says, we need the guys to knock down threes and he can be that guy. Why not him? Him and Juice. I mean, them together, they're insane from those corners, dude. It's it's kind of like, can you imagine like, um, I know this is stupid to say, but like a, like Luca, like on this team, you know, like Luca, this is the Luca's kind of team where everyone's just hitting corner threes, hitting yeah. in threes. So a facilitator, like in the middle, that can just do whatever the hell he wants, it would be insane. So these guys are on fire. Because when Cameron Johnson went down, we had no idea these guys were going to step up in this way from downtown. Because we just thought we didn't have anybody that could hit threes after that, I feel like, right? The way the season started, it just seemed like it wasn't going to happen, but it's happening right now with this team. Yeah, and, and again, it's, it, it feels like an aberration. You take a look at their three-point percentage overall as a team. They're fourth best in the league. They're shooting 38.4% from beyond the arc. As a team, you know, Damian Lee, uh, Dwayne Washington, Mikhail Bridges, Torrey Craig. I mean, this is a team that is just full of sharpshooters, and that's why the team is 11-6. and six. Let's not – let's call it like it is. We, we just mentioned it. You know, they outscored the the Lakers by 36 points from beyond the arc tonight. You know, they're doing that with regularity. And this is, uh, again, something that we're not necessarily used to because, you know, monsters of the mid-range and and somewhat having the ability to get to the rim. If you want to become a complete team, though, you have to get to the rim. And Mikael Bridges is one of those players who can do that. Uh, he can get to the rim as need be. But they gave a lot of respect to Anthony Davis tonight. And I think that's what it kind of came down to, knowing that he would have to carry this team ultimately to a victory and that he's not going to have enough support and an effort to do so. He was 11 of 17 from the field, 15 of 16 from the free throw line. He put up a 37 and 21 stat line with five steals uh, and five block shots, man. Like fantasy. what is, what a stat you have? Is he on your fantasy team? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. yeah. No, it's insane. He gets what he wants, dude. Um, it doesn't, is this weird to say like, it doesn't always look like, what he's doing on the court leads to those numbers. Like a lot of the stuff he does, I think he just puts himself in position to where they're easier shots. And, you know, I mean, he shoots from anywhere. And I was thinking too, like with um, DeAndre Aiden, where he just, he always wanted to be like a power forward, right? Like a forward. Yeah. Like Anthony Davis is a forward, basically. Like Tim Duggan was a forward. But these guys play like center positions still. Like towards the end of the game, they're going to be the center. Like, um, and the same thing with like Durant, Durant, I'm not saying Aiden's Durant, but like these guys that are like seven feet tall shooting this way, they always end the game as the five, you know what I mean? So you can still get your shit at the five position. So he just proves like he's unstoppable. And the whole, someone brought up in the, the arm injury thing was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my that life. It was man. So well, for he, those of he you almost who, hurt book too. Who, who didn't watch the game, like he went up for a bad alley-oop pass from Russell Westbrook, by the way, Russell Westbrook, 21 points, eight of 20 shooting tonight. Uh, but, a bad pass from him and like, you know, he kind of missed on it. And as he came down, his left arm kind of came down on the head of Booker and it looked like he elbowed Booker in kind of the back of head. And then as he's going down, his arm like wrapped around Booker and then he was on the ground for forever. And then he's grabbing his wrist. And like, you know, if you notice, because he was at the free throw line all night, every time after every free throw, you know, how they give high fives to everyone on the team. He was only doing it with his right hand. And even after half to halftime, he's still clinching. So it'll be interesting exactly what that was. Uh, But somebody, 
on the Lakers side in their subreddit, you know, they said, they said, hey, what happened to AD? And somebody said, he's hurt, he's not injured. So that's good. So, I mean, to your point, he, he could be unbelievably dominant when healthy. He can be unbelievably dominant. And since LeBron has been injured, he's been that alpha. And you know LeBron's got to be sitting there watching this and being like, dude, why can't you do this when I'm out there? But there's something about the LeBron effect, right? Like some playing with LeBron, it's his team. He's in control. He's going to dictate all the pace, and you're going to be passive. And that's what a lot of the, the yeah. Lakers fans think of Anthony Davis. They think that he's very similar to like DeAndre Ayton where DeAndre Ayton's always going to be passive because he doesn't believe, you know, he might think in his head that he could be the number one person uh, on the team, but because Devin Booker's out there, he's always going to be passive and he's always going to have that kind of little brother mentality. Anthony Davis has the same thing, just on a much larger scale. And they were saying that. It's like, look what yeah. happened when LeBron's not out there. Look what he, but coming into this game, he's averaging what 35 and 17 and three games with LeBron out. And then he goes and he puts a 37 and 21 out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The thing is though, LeBron's like your dad that will like, if you to make any little mistake, he'll like slap you across the face. You know what I mean? But like, that's the leader he is. Like you, you just, you have that tension. It's like, DA plays 100% better when Chris Paul's out there, right? That's a true leader. Um, freaking LeBron is not. LeBron sits there on the bench tonight, and he just is, like, dancing around or, like, celebrating, but looking at the crowd to see if they're looking at him. Like, mm-hmm. he's always looking around like, dude, sh- get the fuck out of here. You're not a leader. You're off the court. They're playing better because you don't hold them accountable for stupid things. Like, and he gives up on his team all the time. So oh, that's why. Oh, yeah. That's why. Oh yeah, definitely. We, I mean, we see that we were at a game where he gave up on the team. It's the only time I've ever seen him live. He walked off the court with like six minutes left in the third. Like, oh, cool. it's, it's so like disappointing. The greatest player after Jordan, basically. And mm-hmm. we get to watch him in the playoff game. And I don't want him to win, but I want to see some really yeah. good basketball. And he, he walks off the court. Walks off the court. Well, let's go to, to the subreddit stakeout. The Suns Jam Session Subreddit Stakeout. I don't have any costumes or anything to wear. I was this close to taking my shirt off, but I just... Oh, you're <laughs> that drunk? I thought these Lone Stars, let me tell you, it's a national beer. They look, they look really good. Here in Amarillo. Uh, that's how your family says it. They don't go, Amarillo. Amarillo. Like, Amarillo. And, and your aunt says, y'all. At, at, it's it's adorable. Your family's yeah. fantastic. Uh, so again, subreddit stakeout. I was hanging out on the subreddit for the Los Angeles Lakers. It's a thing we do here just to kind of see another perspective, see what they're seeing and, and and how they perceive the Phoenix Suns, because we get so caught up in our own fandom around this team. That's nice to see one, what other people think of the Suns and two to see other people lose their shit about their team the same way we do. It's like, Oh yeah, it's normal to just dog Deandre (laughs) on every play. So uh, one thing um, early on in the game, Russell Westbrook started rocking the baby. So somebody said, please don't rock the baby, Russ. Uh, somebody then followed up, said, I hate Devin Booker. <laughs> um, do you hate Devin Booker, Matthew? Do I hate him? Yes. No. And you know why? Why? It's because year after year, anything that we complain about, he gets better at it. Boom. So I love Devin Booker. He is my favorite Phoenix son of all time. And it was tough, but I'm there. Uh, somebody then commented, these Suns jerseys are terrible. They're not terrible, but what, what, what were they saying? Uh, what did, what's his face say on the broadcast tonight? Uh, we look like the Vancouver Grizzlies. <laughs> That's the first oh, time I heard boy. that one. Who says? Like, oh, really? The broadcast, not Reg, whoever's calling the game with Reggie Miller. Oh, really? Vancouver Was it Green? Grizzlies. 
Yeah, that's what they said. Uh, I'm happy because on Friday when we play, we're out of the turquoise for a while. It's just, you know, they shoved it four games in a row. It's been a lot. Yeah. Um, Somebody said (laughs) this one's fucked up, but kind of funny. You ready for this? Um, Hold on. I'll I'll throw a drop in front of this one. Here comes the pain. So one thing that we consistently see in subreddit stakeout is like the opposing fans always call uh, Cameron Payne a rat. I was just going to say, is it something to do with a rat? I was seriously going to say that. And then somebody said, don't call Payne a rat. Rats can be cute. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> that's fucked up. Well, that's his animal, though. He's a rat. Not yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a spirit animal. Um, let's see. Sons are full of goosey-ass motherfuckers. Fuck these dudes, especially Booker and Payne. Um, AD always getting hurt against the Suns. <laughs> Aiden's facial hair looks weird. Reminds me of a '90s sitcom dad. Uh, the hair, I don't know. It reminds me more of like, did you ever watch Family Matters? Uh yeah, I do. So oh, the old Winslow. Yeah, it, oh, it reminds me of. They're all, uh, they're all Winslows, but uh, uh his, his oldest son. Yeah, whatever yeah. his name was. It looks like his hair. It does. So yeah, that does. is not not the sitcom dad, but the sitcom son. Yeah. Sitcom son. I think I think that's a, a a good one. This one was great, and this reminds us uh, again every every um, fan base hates Reggie Miller. They go Reggie Miller even doesn't try to hide his Phoenix fandom. During the playoffs last season, all the TNT announcers were openly cheering for the Suns until they lost. Not true. It's selective hearing, dude. It's just, and we do the same thing too. Every time we hear shit from the other, like from the announcers or whatever, yeah. we always say that it's just selective hearing. That's all it is. Hundred uh, percent. David Ray in the chat. Shout out to you, Eddie, oldest boy, Eddie. Eddie Winslow. Yeah, yeah that's who Dayton, DeAndre Aaron, DeAndre Ayton's hair looks like. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is after you know the whole Pat Bev ruckus and kerfuffle, um, and again, a lot of them were cheering him. I will give it up to somebody who's. Uh, Reddit name is Empathetic Walrus. They said Pat Bev licks ass. It's pretty gross to lick ass, and that's oh, a, lot Pat... of, well, a lot of people do it now. I know, so. but Pat Bev, he he's the first one to do it. So <laughs> there you go, your subreddit stick out. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Any notes I missed, Matthew, that you want to go over? No, actually, I didn't take too many notes. Um, it was a lot. I don't know if you want to still talk about Pat Bev or not, but <laughs> I'm kind of done talking about Pat okay. Bev. You know, he needs to start pu- pushing people in the chest. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, this is a reminder if you're watching along live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, head over to the YouTube phase page. Give us a thumbs up. If you're listening, subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is. Matthew, I think it's your turn to go first. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'll give it to, um, from what caught my eye tonight, I'll give it to, um, God, I don't know. I guess I'll give it to Bridges for sure. Is that who you're giving it to? Yeah, I wanted to give it to Washington Jr. Kind of. I feel like he kind of carried us a lot. Oh, and even Lee. I don't know. But who do you got? So I'm going with Dwayne Washington Jr. Because you look at the fourth quarter, Mikael Bridges had four points. Uh, Aiton had 10, but Dwayne Washington had 10. And I think that those were huge points at that time because, again, they're just trying to to stay ahead of them as much as possible. 
And with his effort, uh, the, the Phoenix Suns could hold them at bay. They could survive, you know, the, the double technical foul bullshit or, and then, uh-huh. you know, you know, it's like we gave them four points and we shouldn't, have, they should have gotten none on that possession. We should have had two shots. Uh, and we were up <laughs> 10 at that point. So, I mean, they survived <laughs> that. So I think it was a really good job by Dwayne Washington jr. On that one. So, um, what's next? Uh, we play Friday. We play the Pistons Friday at okay. home. So uh, nice. we will be wearing kind of normal jerseys again. So that'll be nice. Anything you want to talk about? No Cade Cunningham for the Pistons. No, um, I haven't watched any Pistons at all. So well, J- J- Jade and Ivan, last I checked, 16.3 points per game. Uh, he's shooting low, like 29% from beyond the arc. So he's one of those. The Pistons are a team that gets to the free throw line. So be ready, Suns fans, because if you're annoyed with the fact that we give up a lot of free throws to the opposition, the Pistons, that's what they do. They have a bunch of young bucks who just attack the cylinder. So be ready for one of those games. We just went through one. I'm warning you now. You're getting fair warning ahead of time on Friday. Uh, you know, Enjoy your Thanksgiving and then know that the Suns are going to watch the Pistons shoot a ton of free throws. They're number one in the league in free throw attempts. They're number one in the, in the league in free throw makes. And last I checked, they're like 18th in the league in free throw percentage. Um, Stats. <clears throat> That's that's really sexy. Also, um, Crazy Luigi says, "Can we have a fucking stream without a sex the sex bots here?" They always show up. You know, if you guys want to subscribe, become an elite jamster, and give us more money for an IT guy, maybe we can or something. Yeah, uh, throw some it. money down in the super chat. It helps and- us pay for that IT guy. A guy we actually get one of those things. I think it's called a producer. Like you look at like the PHNX pod, they have like producers and writers and stuff. Like it's me and Matthew clicking things uh, and looking at notes while we're doing it. It's actually kind of yeah. impressive that we've done yeah. this. We've done this for Trust as long me, as I've we been have. To, I've been to that site a hundred times trying to ask them. So you know, stuff. <laughs> going going forward though, how do we watch? How do we watch Aiden play? Because it's the same shit every game. Where it's on Twitter, it's where it's in the comments. It's always just like not enough touches. It's always the same shit. So how do we watch him to where we all agree about this guy? Because we all agree about a lot of these players. Well, we, player I think we all agree. agree with him, though. Who doesn't agree on DeAndre Ayton? Everybody, the only people who who don't agree with DeAndre Ayton, their one argument is the touches thing. Well, DA doesn't get enough touches, but he also doesn't demand enough touches. Yeah. He's also passive. Like As long as those people can understand that aspect and they can watch and go, like literally watch DA and how he shies away from possessions, guess what? Then we can all be on the same thing. Like, oh, so, okay, so DA had another normal DA game. Carry mm-hmm. on. Okay. I all guess. Right. Because I, I feel like it's just going to be this way for a while, so we'll still have Aiden watch, of course, but... I just I'm running out of things to say, honestly. Well, don't <laughs> worry, I have enough to say for both of us. So just okay. go. You, all you got to do is just cut do it short. Pre, right? Do a pre-recording for me, or yeah. write, write me out a couple paragraphs. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just I'll just play a, the same drop over and over again okay. of you just having the same take. <laughs> um, anything else? Texas. Tell me about Texas. What do you think so far? Oh, it's it's nice to be here. Um, you grew up coming out here, right? Yeah. So we used to come out here about once a year almost all the time and hang out uh, so i haven't been here in 10 years but it's exactly the same everyone's the same so it's kind of cool uh the weather's nice it's going to be snowing i think thursday so it'd be kind of cool yeah thursday it's you know what it's supposed to be friday it's supposed to be snowing it's supposed to be 32 degrees and we're doing that thing outside so it, it's gonna be nuts good so, well double pants it up dude <laughs> oh god well it's funny so i've been to texas before i've been to austin I, it was probably about nine years ago is when i was in austin so this is my first kind of foray into west texas and you know a few things a few observations one acorns 
they have acorns here. I don't know if we have any jamsters who live out in the Texas. What's that? Is there no acorns in Arizona? None. I'm, I'm sure there are. I haven't seen them. Like there's acorns everywhere. There's squirrels and acorns. I'm like, oh my god, look at this. It's like National Geographic. <laughs> All the houses here are made of brick, uh, which is a nice look. I love the way, and it makes sense because it's like, you know, tornado country. We're at the western kind of southwestern tip of the of the tornado alley, if you will. Um, one thing that's kind of strange, and it's it, it, it's strange that it's strange. You ready for this one? I don't think I talked to you about this earlier today after we picked you up from uh, the, the mall, a.k.a. the airport out here. Um, so we went for a walk today. You know, we took, you know, my wife, my daughter, the dogs, and uh, your Aunt Sia. And we're just walking around the neighborhood. And anytime somebody drives by, you, you wave at them. Oh, yeah. And they wave back. And it's strange that being nice is strange. Because it's just, like you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? Hey, thanks for not running me over. You know, because, like, I'm walking the road. I'm like, I'm not walking the sidewalk. And they just kind of, you know, your auntie is waving at everybody. I'm just like, this is so weird. It's the Texas way. And even, like, um, my my cousin Jennifer and her uh, her husband, Sean, who picked mm-hmm. us too, he was like, no, he's a yes, ma'am, no, ma'am to my mom. Like, it's just, like, it's so polite. Like, that's how they talk. They're just yeah. Super- yeah, and you know, again, like I was talking with my daughter about, it, like whenever we're walking down the road, somebody's rolling up, like I'll kind of like if my sunglasses on, I'll look at them, but if they're not, I'll be like, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't shoot me. Um, <laughs> what else did I that that I want to bring up? Uh, uh, oh, the the love for sport. It, what what did, what what did it say? Oh, there's a is there a corn in Texas? I guess <laughs> no, acorns, acorns, like not a oh, corn. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's acorns in Texas. Uh, at least here in, in like the panhandle, the West Texas part uh, smells like cow shit. It reminds me, it smells like whenever I plant my winter grass, cause I put a ton of like, you know, manure down and you let, that's what makes it grow. So I like, I actually kind of like weirdly like that smell. Yeah, no, I love it. out, Dude. I love the smell too. Like we were driving back to the farm out here or the farm area or whatever. And it smelled like that. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. I like it. Yeah. I'm not opposed <laughs> to it. Yeah. Uh, and then when you walk around and, and and you look at all the different houses, everybody celebrates sports here. And that is the big thing for me. Like yeah. I'm walking down the street and, you know, they got a Dallas Cowboys flag in the front yard. They got Boomer Sooner on the on the front. You know, people have it painted, you know, wherever their their uh, address is, you know, so go Texas, go Tech, go A&M, go Baylor. I mean, everybody has a different fan, uh, fan base out here. And I was talking to uh, your Uncle Jerry about it and he goes, well, yeah, because there's good teams out here you know <laughs> exactly and in arizona everybody's a transplant you know that's what makes the phoenix sun such a fun team to follow because you know for us at least it's 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 the phoenix team it's been there since 68 and even if you're a, a second third generation transplant there like it's been there that long but like you know the cardinals came in 88 and sucked forever the dimebacks came but like baseball sucks uh yeah. so it's just it's different out here. it's just a different kind of and everybody's got kind of that texas twang and and whatnot you know but it's i i dig it i really like it out here it's windy and cold but yeah i enjoy it i want to see what it's like though when it's that windy and cold how much i enjoy it yeah walk outside right (laughs) now you literally take your phone outside right now (laughs) just tell me how you feel you know and the other thing here is like the cost of living is way down like we're at your when we and, and we eat a ton of food. I mean, we had, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And like, I ate three square yeah. meals today and we're at your uh, aunt and uncle's house and they bought that house in 1981 for $28,000. It's paid off and it's valued at like 200,000. That's like a garage in Phoenix. I was going to say that's nothing, nothing, nothing. 
So it's like you could sell a house there, move out here. It's just you have to work on the railroad or like the cattle industry or like or Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> work from home. Work, work at the from home somewhere. Lo- local barbecue pit. But I'm looking forward to going to Crazy Larry's Barbecue this week. That's what <clears> I was saying was the place, the local barbecue place. So, yeah, dude, um, we're going to have to eat a lot and then we'll have some oh, live we're going feeds. To. We'll have some live feeds of his eating. There you go. We'll just go yeah. around and, and, and talk to your family. <laughs> It'll be really fun. So, <laughs> anything else before we get out of here tonight, Matthew? I'm good. Um, Ready to go to no. bed. It's 11:30 out here in Texas, y'all. It's 12:30, isn't it? No, it's 11:30. Oh, uh, yeah. We're on, we're on Central Time. Matthew's getting yeah. ready to brush his teeth. So, let's see. <laughs> so there you go, Jamsters. It's a reminder uh, to again. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go Suns. Eleven and six, number one seed in the Western Conference. Have everybody have an unbelievably <clears throat> happy Thanksgiving. It's a good opportunity to hug your wife. Kiss your kids, have a couple beers, eat some food, have a good time, but be thankful for the good things. You know, happiness is a choice. And too often we look at the negative things. You know, it's like this podcast. We'll sit there, you know, the sons will beat the shit out of someone. We're like, I hate and fucking sucks. <clears throat> Even though he's like 11, 15, although we didn't do that tonight. But uh, but be thankful. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you on the other side of that when the Suns play uh, the Pistons. Most likely we'll come to you that night. Uh, if not, we'll figure something out. But, you know, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. We appreciate it. If you want to donate to the pod, you can always do so in the Super Chat. Or you can hit me up on Venmo, at John Voida. Just throw me some money. I like it. It helps pay for all this equipment, the stuff that I have to lug across the country on 12-hour drives. Uh, and that Matthew gets sack-tapped at the airport for. So, uh Follow me at Darth Voida uh, and at brightsideofthesun.com. Follow the show at Suns Jam. Follow Matthew. Yeah, Matthew, we'll see. And we'll see you on Friday. Yeah, go home and love your turkeys. And your acorns. And your acorns. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.